How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? It's going good. How are you? I'm doing pretty swell. I am awake, conscious, cognizant. If you weren't, I'd, creating I'd have questions. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. There was a Matrix trailer that came out, so I only maybe I just think I'm awake. I don't know. Oh, my God. That thing looks so, so stupid. It actually does look really bad. I was like, oh. Do you know what my favorite thing is? When they take something that's good and they're like, hey, guys, that was all uh, not a thing. It was different. It was a different thing. Mm-hmm. Or just, you know, cashing in on nostalgia, but not actually doing anything good with it. Yeah, I didn't Bastards. get these. I didn't. I don't think they're going to just retcon the whole thing or be like, it was all a dream. I feel like this is, I got the impression that this is another cycle. Like the original one was a successful cycle, but then the whole point of the matrix series acknowledging for just for a moment, there were multiple movies. Um, was it Neo broke out of the cycle? Um, Yeah. I thought at the end of the third movie, he saved everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know. Mm. They clearly, they had to like either backpedal a lot for this one. They basically out Noah season two, the matrix. We'll see, we'll see where it goes. I have you on record saying that. So I'm saying it could be good. Mm, <laughs> mm, he's doubling back. I mean, I can't um I can't deny that that is a unfortunate mechanism to use in uh, in media. I literally can't state any examples without spoiling something. But um I don't know. I don't like a well wrapped up story with a bow on it to be like, hey, same people were reintroducing drama to like force it. Like they could have used the world of the Matrix and then just introduced a completely new cast. And I think I would have preferred that to bring Keanu back. Uh, Yeah, 100 percent. That would make sense. Because like then you're not tainting the actual world. You're just going off of, hey, this is a cool thing. You like this universe? Here's a little mm-hmm. more of something. People go, oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. yeah. In the same way for like some of the game trailers they had today, uh, Eden and I were complaining about Gardens of the Galaxy because it looks like shit. Of course. But if it was a standalone game, it wasn't tied to an IP, I think people would say, oh, that looks like a fun cinematic type game that I want to check out. Right. Maybe like a holiday game or something like that. You yeah. Pick but like now game. you're comparing it to the existing thing. You're like, why is it not this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, licensing reasons. Yeah. We're going to see a lot more of that. I think where it's just like, is this the Marvel cinematic universe character or is this the comic character, you know, like for licensing the movie and there's a massive difference because the, the people who they can't, uh, line up with the movies just look like the the B tier knockoffs at this point. So I'll throw. Thank you mm. for the audience. I check my phone behind me to land in my bed, and it, it definitely hit something soft ish, but then it yeah. also hit the wall. So we'll we'll find it later. Hopefully, yeah. you got to average it. Um, did you watch any of the uh, PlayStation stuff today? I did not. I uh, didn't, and <laughs> I didn't know it was going on until the end of the day or end of the workday. Yeah. But like, all right, let's check Discord, and there's 250 messages. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not making my way through all of that. <laughs> it started when I switched off of work mode, and I'm like, dear God. Um, mm-hmm. So I did catch some of it. Yeah. I mean, Death Loop is coming out in five days. True. So that's that's for you. Mm-hmm. I think Ian is also going to check out Death Loop. He liked the trailer. Yeah. And I'll probably play it late. Um given that I'll be in another country yeah. when it actually launches. But, um, you know, it's not terrible. Also, there's a God of War 2. Yeah, Ragnarok. Yeah. That looks pretty hype. That one, actually, uh, the ones that I saw, that one I was probably the most excited for. Like, yeah, I'm going to play Deathloop, and I'm sure I'll have a lot of fun with it. But um, as far as, like, quality game experience the um i guess they don't have numbers anymore right because there was a god of war god of war 2 god of war 3 and then i think they restarted with god of war they did 
So now know. it's just an, a named entry. Right. God of War Ragnarok, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but the quality was such like on that God of War PS4 game that uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be good. It looks very similar from the gameplay shown. It's like, hey, let's take that graphical fidelity and make content for it, expand the story, do all of that. That's probably the right answer is is good. <laughs> yeah. If it if it works, just do more of it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of doing more of it, if it works, I got to go back to work. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, today's episode is on Ori and the Will of the Wisps. And it was very difficult. My brain actually pre-filled and the blind forest. That's not it. <laughs> that was the first one. <laughs> so what do you think the Will of the Wisps actually is? What's their motivation in this? Kill. Ah. Yeah. That checks out. <laughs> uh. I mean, traditionally in, in lore, I think the um, Will of the Wisp, like in, in folklore, is to entice people uh, into deeper into the forest, right? It's the, the sirens call looking thing. Like, oh, there's a light in the forest, but no, they're the playful spirits uh, dragging you to your doom. Um, so interesting decision to go with that for an Ori game, I guess, but bold moves indeed, Cotton. <laughs> What's your take on what the Will of the Wisps is, though? I don't fucking know. I I thought of like the the TF question, did not think of an answer. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest. So yeah, I guess you know what? They haven't they ha- they haven't escaped cuz it's will of the wisps. And I was talking about Willow the Wisp, which is obviously a completely separate thing. Um, or Ignis well, it's... Fatus, Latin for giddy flame. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Weird, right? Yeah. Also, I, wanna, <laughs> I wanted to throw in my joke of it's still the same thing. Willow, Willow the Wisp and Willow the Wisps is uh, mm. one's just the Irish version. Ah, gotcha. That would be funny if they were if it was a localization thing. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's um. Oh, jack o' lanterns, the same thing. I didn't realize that. Hmm. Um, I gotta do more lore research. I know, right? This is um, this is folk. how I'm ready to uh, contribute to the episodes. Um, but it's been a while. We did do an episode on Ori in the Blind Forest, and spoiler alert for our opinions i guess it was good i think we thought it was pretty good solid platformer all around um metroidvania type where you had to go get some different powers come back to some stuff Mm -hmm. but the whole thing was very obviously as everyone would know stylized yes it's really gorgeous for how they lay out things and the parallax backgrounds and making it seem very animated and real yeah and that was in ori one Mm-hmm. Ori too, whoo, yeah, sheesh, jumping into a painting, yeah, it's uh, in, way better. Insane what they did, like yeah. the frog guy you encounter, who's a big NPC, mm-hmm. like they make everyone so much more expressive and animated and alive. Yeah. And they like to use some of the, like when you encountered the spider, they had some strands kind of going into the screen, yeah, to make mm-hmm. you feel more immersed, stuff like that. Yeah, there's. There's a lot of effects at play um, across all of those layers. And I, I think like it's worth contrasting this to like a standard platformer where you have action primarily in the foreground and like a basic background. Maybe if you're feeling, you know, a little extra, you put some detail into it. Um, and always very much just like layers and layers and layers of content. And the playable layer is somewhere in the middle. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It's, it's graphically very, very impressive to say the least. Yeah. It's cause like the other, um, platform or Metro Venus I can think of at the moment, I was going to be like hollow Knight, mm-hmm. and well, that'll come up about, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Catholic one, I literally always forget the name of. Yeah. It's not salt and sanctuary. It's blasphemous. I think blasphemous. Correct. Yeah. So those are two very different styles where, Hollow Knight is much more kind of like minimal mm-hmm. 
slightly cartoony. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Blasphemous is all pixel art. Right. And they don't need to do a whole lot of things in the background to fit the style they're going for. And mm-hmm. both are still add a lot of detail there, but it's not in the same way. Yeah. Like there are so many other particle effects as you're exploring nature and there's little like l- lantern flies and other things going on. You know what it kind of reminds me of? And it, it's not, it's not this approach at all, but it was like back when there was a push for graphics, like realism and graphics in video games, there was this whole like rotoscoping craze where people were like, like the original Prince of Persia was a guy literally like rotoscoped doing these animations, pulling himself up. And it's like, look how realistic all the animation is yeah, because it's a person. Right. Um, and like, we move past that eventually, you know, continued with animation. Ori is coming in from a completely different angle where rather than just mo-capping everything like a modern action game, um, it's just a ridiculous amount of really hard work animating lots of frames. Um, and it just looks really good. But it, it actually, the reason I compared the two is because they're both approaching um, a level of fidelity that is, you know, pretty absurd. Although Ori was more work, I would say, than rotoscoping. <laughs> yeah, it's it's much more in the fantastical, and I don't like using the word tween because it sounds wrong now, yeah. but mm-hmm. doing that extra bit of animation in between frames so mm-hmm. it looks very fluid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 it just looks really fucking good. Watch a trailer. You'd be like, wow, that's a lot of shit going on. It is. Like watch Ori jump, dive into water, jump off a ledge, swing a weapon, um, which, you know, we'll get to, I guess. Well, I will say on that point, changes. Ori 2 really opened up a lot more as far as movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in Ori 1, like you had, I think, two jumps and a dash, and you could maybe stick to walls and jump yeah. off of them. Mm-hmm. And then now they're like, you can jump on poles, you can jump on bubbles, you can jump on other things, you can have things to help you glide, you can dash, you can float, you can do uh, aerial combos with weapons to uh-huh. slow your descent or just hit stuff before you fall. The only disappointment I have for those aerial combos is that like, I, I feel like if you have a game that has time, uh, hang time aerial combos where you're like slashing a weapon or whatever, it should start at like C up in the corner, work its way up to like B, A, or S. Okay, you know, okay. <laughs> Somebody grew up on the Devil May Cry, I see. <laughs> um, that would probably not be in the the flavor of Will of the Wisps, though I will say it is a far more combat oriented game than Blind Forest was. Um, Blind Forest actually i misremembered this and had to fact check myself um you just had a standard auto seeking like proximity attack it was literally like mash a button mm-hmm. fire a seeking projectile from your wisp or whatever um it was very very simple by comparison yeah and now you have i think your sword is default mm-hmm. yeah you start with the the cutter <laughs> needle it's, i think it's yeah it's <laughs> mm, hold on <laughs> uh, but it is like a very thin and light weapon and you have like a three or four hit combo to start mm-hmm. but you can also do that in the air and it's also directional yeah so you can jump and like start hitting stuff above you if you don't have like a ranged option you need to hit a flyer yeah and enemies respond to it you can uppercut lighter enemies they'll go airborne right you can juggle enemies and and ori um, which is absurd. Did you use it's, it a lot? I, I, I a fair amount. A little bit of knockback. Try to environmental kill enemies, things like that. I was. You, I guess you could do with parry in the first one, but that was really the only way to environmental kill anything. Today I learned you could parry. Um, well, if you jump off something, it's a parry. That's what the move's called in the game. When you like redirect a projectile oh okay or, yeah, or an yeah. enemy yeah mm-hmm. that's also another thing for m- movement if there's projectiles and you have that dash upgrade you can take the projectile and ori and essentially they swap places and directions yeah and velocity mm-hmm. so you can fling projectiles back at enemies or you can use it as a jumping point to be like i gotta avoid some other shit that's coming yeet yeah and it fulfills the criteria of um like resetting your movement options 
So you can jump, jump, you know, with your double jump, maybe dash, parry a projectile, be launched further up, and then jump, jump, dash again. And yep. Ori is very much about resetting your movement options. Like, that's so much of the game. I was watching you face a boss last night, and there were so many times where you would jump, see something that was coming, and need to, like, adjust, mm-hmm. and then you dash and reposition. Then you see something else that's coming, you're like, well, I still have a jump. And then it's just really nice to have all of those tools. Like, the mm-hmm. more we've played Smash, the more I appreciate it. Because, like, you go off stage, and you're like, this person's recovery sucks. Mm-hmm. But now you're like, all right, I have three things at my disposal. I've used one of them. And it just kind of, like, ticks down. You're like, how am I yeah. getting back to stage? When are they going to jump? When's that going to happen? Yeah. Um, movement is... If I were to pick like the gameplay, we, we talked about the graphics, I, I guess, a bit. It's just top tier. There's just nothing prettier. Than I can't. Ori I can't platforms. describe it to you in certain detail. We're going to be like, oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. Watch a trailer. It's like that whole thing about like a picture being worth a thousand words. We're describing animation. We don't have time for that. That's so <laughs> many words. <laughs> like, yeah. But uh, the graphics aside, the part of the major identity i feel of ori as a platformer is the fluidity of movement like even more we we said we're going to compare to hollow knight it's going to happen a lot um like hollow knight had really good movement but it usually emphasized areas for for conflict or you know problem solving things like that in smaller spaces ori very much like blows up areas like here's just a big old room and find a way to reach the top um, and requires you to like chain different mechanics and um, apparatus apparatus eyes apparatus apparatus uses yeah apparatus uses uh, to reach the top um, and I just I, I realized that in my playthrough it's very much it's very open yeah I feel like Hollow Knight's thing is much more precision because mm-hmm. while you still had a double jump and a dash and then you could hit stuff with the nail as like a down aerial combo right. to continue jumps um, a lot of things with Ori for how cinematic it is you're like using a lot of things at once and dashing through mm-hmm. and that's why like when you have those big escape sequences uh, it feels good because all the animations happening at once you're using all of your mobility options yep. and you feel like the pressure of like go or you will die Mm -hmm. yeah i mean escape sequences are they're they were very prevalent in blind forest and they're equally as prevalent here right it's part of the ori formula of is the area done run (laughs) does the boss have a health bar if not you should probably leave (laughs) and in blind forest uh you didn't your tail was just leave because there again i misremembered this there were no bosses in blind forest you didn't fight any bosses um you just huh. ran away from them. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. Wow. Weird, it's been right? a bit. My brain kind of puts some, them together a little bit, but uh, yeah, that was one of the major differences for Will of the Wisps is now there's massive, high detail, incredibly well-animated bosses. Um, kind of like with the Legend of Zelda sort of for- format where it's like, did you clear the area? Okay, well, here's the area master drop music kicks in health bar appears (laughs) did you like that they added bosses i think they were a good overall improvement um there's there's (laughs) what's funny is the only thing i really didn't particularly like about the bosses is that they're animated so well and so thoroughly that it can be difficult to sometimes track what like a hitbox is for the boss attacking you or to mm-hmm. also hit the boss um but that's my only gripe otherwise like i mean i like combat in video games so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it it feels really good because of how much effort they put into the combat to mm-hmm. be like hey besides just you know kicking some little guys in the shins uh here's actually your test of how well did you learn the mobility how well did you learn the combat yeah mm-hmm I mean, yeah. maybe you're one of those people who like didn't invest anything into combat and you're like, I'm going to put it all into heal. Okay, you can do <laughs> that. It'll just take a bit. The heal is very powerful. 
too. I only played on normal difficulty, but their game was like, we recommend this one. And I was like, okay. Yeah, it's a good place to be. <laughs> Basically, so a lot of times I will play games on hard, but if at the difficulty slider, it's like, hey. If the description for hard is, hey, we intended this for people who have already beaten the game. Be like, oh man, I, I don't have my ID on me. I guess I'll go normal. I'll go normal. You know? <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like if that's supposed to be the tailored experience, so to speak, mm-hmm. I just ride with that. Yeah. If I'm really loving it and look for a challenge, I can definitely go back. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to start at a higher difficulty and be like, oh, this sucks. And then I have to bump it down. Right. It mm-hmm. feels like I've given up in some way. Yeah. There is. And I think Ori, like we're talking about difficulty and bosses, kind of jumping around a little bit, but difficulty and bosses, like Ori is a fairly, I could just be bad, but Ori is a relatively difficult platformer in certain sections, like one and two, Blind Forest and Will of the Wisps had different sections where it was like, this is pretty much a nice, calming, relaxing walk in the park. You can deal with all these enemies. There's no problem. And then it's like escape sequence. I'm like, oh, geez. And it's like 50 tries later. And I'm like, ah, geez. Um, They literally know that it's going to be tough to clear the escape sequences. So they carry the music track across attempts. You don't do a hard load. The music keeps playing. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) It's good. I mean, it definitely feels kind of like defeating or tedious to have something like literally restart. And you're like, ah, the top of the song again. Uh, uh-huh. Top of the song to you, laddie. If we're going off the Irish humor again. Um, yeah, it just, it keeps you in the mode the mode of, I need to beat this. Yeah. I failed a couple of times, but like, it just kind of keeps egging you forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was literally, as you're describing that and like the positive aspect of it, I was just, my brain went to the Final Fantasy fight start sound. It's like, uh, or maybe if for some reason Undertale, it's like, dun, 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 And I was just, I'm imagining a, like a boss fight where every time you die, it just restarts with that. Or even worse, something like Super Meat Boy, where you restart really quickly. And <laughs> it's just like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it would absolutely destroy me. Yeah, that would. That would drive people insane. I'm sure they play tested that early and then nobody's ever done it since. Uh-huh, <laughs> They're like, hey, this yeah. is a bad idea. You're right, Jim, it is. Yeah. And one of the bosses actually did give me um, a pretty hard time. I probably took five or six attempts to beat it. Wow, uh, it was like a whole six. I know, right? Well, I don't remember so, mine, so I can't, can't judge. Well, the reason I say that is because the heal ability in Ori is ridiculously powerful. Like the equivalent, when you get hit, you probably if people play legend pip. yeah you take a couple pips it's like legend of zelda damage um but by comparison you can get so many heart containers right and your heal heals like four or five of them i know you can put some things to upgrade it i didn't even do that it's just already really good yeah it's just like a, you have mana and you have health mm-hmm. so you can exchange some mana for health at a really generous rate um absolutely you obviously have to be in a safe spot to do it on the ground to like channel like i have the power and then you get Mm -hmm. health back so it's it's very similar to hollow knight's heal actually (laughs) all right so anyway hollow knight (laughs) have we done an episode on hollow knight it feels like we should you know probably should Um, which boss was it if you don't mind sharing and being a little vague yeah uh i'd say aquatic is the boss of the aquatic area um if you remember that <laughs> i forget so much of the aquatic area honestly that's fair you played it a lot you so for clarity they played this game significantly earlier than i did when it came out <laughs> <laughs> which was a year ago i think at this point um so i'm i'm catching up i've got a more recent experience but um jumps all over the place there's a like tentacle like attacks coming from the walls um, and uh, he floods the arena at some point. Um, and that was the part that got me was I was like, wait a minute. If the arena is flooded with water and Ori can only heal if Ori is standing, if he, mm-hmm. if Ori's in neutral, 
neutral position. You can't do it on a wall. Can't do it in the air. Can't do it if you're leaning over a ledge. You got to be in neutral. And uh, the neutral was all flooded with water. And I'm like, oh, geez, I'm going to have to actually use skill here. Yeah, it's it's always weird when that happens. You're like, my safety net's gone. Fuck. Uh huh. It's being pushed out of the nest into, <laughs> into the boss fight, basically. I had a very similar experience uh, with the, the last boss. Oof, which I am not at all familiar with because I'm right at the cusp of beating the game. Oh, I, I won't spoil it for you or the listeners, but uh, mm. similar type of thing where ground, not really an option for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Most of the boss fights, they use them. Um, so like the energy crystals you can get uh, energy from, they respawn um, after just a period of time. And I think most of the boss fights have one of them. So that in conjunction with the heal just means like it's perfectly valid if you're playing really cautious. If you're playing like a Dark Souls player where you're like, I'm not going to attack the boss. I want to learn all 37 of his moves first. Yeah, okay, memorize. Bosses. Let's go. Yeah, uh, It's perfect for that because you can just like heal grab the uh, grab more energy heal grab more energy like time is in your favor um until you remove the ability to heal <laughs> then i'm just like freaking dead <laughs> well sometimes bosses will have ads as well True. So you can kind of mm-hmm. smack around for some either health or mana mm-hmm. yeah they'll drop both um and we haven't talked too much about like the combat options i have pros and cons i think for it um but ori won by comparison, was just like press button to deal damage to a nearby enemy. Um, and this has a lot. Well, we already talked about the sword a little bit. What else do they got? Uh, so number two, I think that I got, it was like a slam attack and it's basically just a power hammer. And I, I loved it. It's, it's a, it's a hefty swing in comparison. It's so good. It's very slow. You usually wouldn't want to like multi hit anything with it because it's so slow, but it knocks enemies back, which is great in a game with a bunch of environmental hazards, like spikes on the wall. Um, can like break shields and like send them airborne. If you use the upward punch upward hit, it's just so good. I like that one. I didn't find myself using it as much because if I have a fast option like that and like, well, I'll just dodge it out of the way and then stab mm-hmm. him in the ass a bunch of times. <laughs> so you picked you picked the uh, the quick slicing one under the hopes that eventually you would get some crit modifiers. Those would come in the game later yep. and you'd have attack speed yep, crit. You know yep. me well. Yeah. <laughs> Versus trying to like time and space a hammer, which you were doing a really good job when I was watching you play. Yeah, I was doing a strength faith build of uh, <laughs> Ori, Will of the Wisps. Um, they also do give you a bow. True. Mm-hmm. Which that one takes like, energy. Yeah, that was one of the changes or differences there. And it's not homing, so you do have to aim it mm-hmm. with the D stick. Uh, I didn't really use this as much either for combat itself, but it mm-hmm. does come up in a lot of mechanics where you need to trigger something at a distance. So right. it's nice to kind of have that thrown in. Usually, I just say avocado toast and just boom at a distance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to. I had to insert that. It's it's good. My brain is just tired, so I'm just gonna laugh at these things and not have like a good witty response. That's um, fair. But I just like when they throw in certain. It is a puzzle mechanic, but it's also a combat option, mm-hmm. and it gets kind of thrown in throughout the level. So you kind of yeah. have to mix your mobility and combat. Very cool. Yeah. It's- it starts out like not super viable. It doesn't do that much damage, but you can get like a shard, which you like slot into available shard slots, I guess, um, that makes it like split into multiple shots. And then that shard can later be upgraded. So like the base one is splits into three and each shot does 50% damage. So you're like, oh, you know, 150% damage. If you shoot it like a shotgun, everybody gets hit. But then you can keep upgrading it, and it's like splits into four, and each shot deals 50% damage, and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> it splits into five, and I think that's where it caps out. But shotgun that's pretty good kills. damage. Yeah, literally. Um, they have a lot of good options, too, for these passives. Because mm-hmm. I think in Ori 1, they had a handful of things 
but it's usually do you want to be able to stick to walls do you want mm-hmm. one extra jump do you want a little bit more max health they felt fairly vanilla in comparison whereas now with all the combat options you have there's a lot of build variety mm-hmm. so you can go like glass cannon you're like i want to deal more damage You'll take more damage. Yeah, 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 sure. But like, I can also slot a thing where I take less damage. So I just want to do more damage. Yeah. Yeah, I think... They, so I looked it up real quick because I had I needed a refresher. They had an ability tree in Ori 1 where you kind of just build out um, along the tree, which is, you know... <laughs> uh, tree, Ori, makes sense, checks out. <laughs> um, and that's how you unlocked things like jumping multiple times, healing... Um, yeah, so it's kind of like utility, combat, or mana conversion, whatever that is. Yeah. And one of the other things that they changed a little bit. So Ori 1, I, they had a save system where you could kind of like channel energy, your mana, um, and be like, hey, here's an after image. And that was your respawn point if you died. Um, instead of just relying on the most recent spirit well, which are like the fast travel points. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did away with that entirely for Ori 2. It's just basically the last solid ground that's safe that you were standing on or the beginning of an escape sequence if you're escaping a boss. Yeah, it's, it's How do you feel nicer. about that change? I think it's good. Um, it sucks in any game to kind of be playing through a thing. And then you die due to some mishap or your own incompetence. Mm-hmm. And then you're punished by going a surprising amount back. Yeah. And you're like, now I have to redo the exact same thing I did for however long. And it feels like such a heavy punishment. It's like, what if you went to mow the grass and then you missed a single blade of grass and your dad's like, do the whole fucking thing again. You're like, really? The, yeah. whole, the whole thing? Why can't I just do this last, this last piece of the scissor? Mm-hmm. It feels way too punishing. Um, and like the game is definitely challenging, definitely fun, but I feel like to appeal to more people in general and not just be like, it's hard for the sake of being hard. All right. If they fuck up, just set them back a little bit, make them do it again. Right. But not make them big. This was the last place you saved technically. Mm -hmm. It makes it like a resource, but this is the type of thing I would expect more from like hollow Knight. Dark Soulsy like tra- challenge and decision making, then exploration, jump all, all over the place, uh, movement, Ori, right? So it was a it was a logical change. Anytime I think about like um, making save points more accessible, I go to Call of Duty. Actually, one of them is just because like they had like war quotes whenever you're respawning, oh. <laughs> like it's like reloading the sec- uh, the sequence. But um, it would always just put you back to the beginning of the sequence, like right before you entered the room, right before the firefight broke out. Um, and I, just, I don't know, maybe I'm becoming a filthy casual, but that's fine with me, right? I don't want to replay sections of a game that I've already replayed. I say, having replayed Dark Souls 2 many times recently. <laughs> well, one's an opt-in versus the other one you're technically gated by it Mm which doesn't feel as good yeah also holy shit we got off weapons real quick Uh, yeah yeah there's still a lot to talk about i think in the combat did you get to experience any of the fire chucking i did eventually so this is one thing i was like what are you talking about dave because he's talking like you can jump off the thing and i'm like what thing um my advice on this like relatively low spoil talk through for um will of the wisps is uh, just go to the ice area first just go to the ice area first yep that's what i did <laughs> <laughs> um i eventually did get it i was like i don't have to interact with a lot of mechanics that the game was trying to get me to interact with earlier <laughs> so I, I will explain i feel like we should explain this a little bit yeah we have to i don't again it's it's an option for combat where basically like you hold a ball of fire and kind of shot put it out and you Mm -hmm. get like a little arc reticle for where it's going to go. I think it deals combat damage. Uh, It was used as a puzzle mechanic for a lot of things. It causes a burn dot as well. Nice. 
again, it's just slap stuff with sword and dodge. But mm-hmm. you can throw it, and because it is a projectile, you can do the parry off of it. Yep. So you throw it above yourself, and then you jump and dash off of it. So mm-hmm. now you have yet another mobility option, yeah. which feels really cool. Which is huge in Ori, because even though you can have multiple jumps, they're all low-altitude jumps. One of the key like design principles you can see throughout the whole series is they absolutely ration until the late game the ability to gain vertical height easily it's all just horizontally you can go forever but um vertical height's really hard to get or you're short (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was just about to say that as you were explaining it because Mm -hmm. like that extra little hop it's not you don't get anything out of it. It's like doing a crouch jump in Halo, right? Yeah. What? Well, it's, I guess, not comparable, but like for the height difference, it is. Mm-hmm. But you get more mileage out of it if you have momentum in a horizontal direction, and then you have yeah. that extra little bit of air time, thus extending your distance jumps. Yeah, it's it's incredibly good. Once I got it, I was like, I feel like I've made a mistake going to this area. Like last, I think it was the last area that I did because it's collect for MacGuffins uh, before you can unlock the last area. And I was like, man, I should have started with this MacGuffin. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's convenient in certain things. And like as I was watching you play through some, I was thinking you had said MacGuffin. I'm like, right, why wouldn't I? You could utilize that MacGuffin to overcome this obstacle. You're like, what? Yeah, just what take a bite of the MacGuffin. <laughs> <laughs> but I was misunderstanding a different power that Jake had. Uh-huh. And there are a lot of them like so this is I don't think that this is necessarily criticism of the game, but this is advice for the developers who are obviously listening to us a year after the game launched. Um, there's a bunch of abilities in combat, like too many, I think there's probably like 10. It feels like uh, that you can bind at any point, but you have to bind them like at least on a controller, which you're probably playing this with a controller. I really hope so. Um, to three keys. The jump key is reserved because mobility. Um, and then you have like the three other uh, buttons on your controller, like for the the right hand. Um, and that's it. Everything else is reserved. So you have like ten options options to choose from. One of them could be heal, right? <laughs> One of them is throw this fireball so you can jump higher. One of them is your basic attack. You're like, now pick from all of those options what you want to use at any given time. That's so that's too much. <laughs> are you saying it's too much in a sense of like decision paralysis? It's not necessarily that you don't paralysis. have the option to use all of them at once. It's more of that, I think. I really found myself in a situation where it was like, okay, I do need to equip this one ability that's necessary for this area. But I do want to keep heal just in case we take damage. Mm-hmm. And it's not difficult to swap between them. So it's not like it's um you had to open a menu in Dark Souls and you died while you were doing so. The game basically pauses. I think it does pause, actually. So you can rebind these at any point with a left trigger. But it's just inconvenient. Like, why take people out of it? Like, if they could have done left trigger... To just so you can bind all combine three of these. Sorry, you can bind these three abilities, or you could hold left trigger for three alternate abilities. That would have been amazingly better. Like, that, oh, I gotta sw- switch out to my combat set. Yeah, exactly. You have six things. Oh, let me hold left trigger and triangle, so I'll heal. Or in this case, you know, like I never thought Jake would why? give Monster Hunter praise in their design, but right? here we are. <laughs> Right. Um, I mean, maybe that's where it's coming from. It's just, it's significantly better than stopping the game, even if it's opening a radial menu to do something. Yeah, it does. So, like, I've been playing some Witcher 3 spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you consume food, whether that's water, rotten meat, alcohol, you mm-hmm. get like a healing buff and whatever else with it. But to do so, you do a trigger and then like an arrow in either direction. The game slows down a lot to the point where it's basically paused. Mm-hmm. And then once that's resolved, I just go back to like hitting stuff. Yeah. It is kind of weird of like, a, 
I guess if you go to something like Skyrim, oh, I'm in combat, my health's low, pauses, eats a bunch of cheese, resumes. Yeah, right. Um, so it does kind of take you out of it for a bit. I I, th- I see where you're coming from. I didn't get that as much for me personally, mm-hmm. but it's definitely valid. I think particularly if you want to like play Ori at a more casual pace where you're like, I'm going to, because you can upgrade these abilities. Like I'll have beaten the game and I won't have unlocked half of them. There's like an AOE fire ability, which just like causes burn damage to the enemies around you. Um, there's the abilities we've described so far. Um, there's some other ones that you can also unlock. I'm not familiar with all of them. I haven't unlocked them, but I don't feel like most of them are necessary. There's like a gust of wind you can send out. Um, but if I had six slots and I could just hold one key and use the others, like, oof, I feel like it'd be so much better. Anyways, that's I would definitely advice. encourage you to use more of them because I'm the type of guy where I find something that works Mm-hmm. like the sword and shield from the beginning of the game like got it let's do it and then that's how i learned to play throughout the rest of the game that's that's the problem you're having with the witcher is you're playing with the shield you're not supposed to play with the shield what? you're supposed to use two swords what <laughs> he dual wields them <laughs> <laughs> yeah specifically this is this is what i would equip the heal if you're holding left trigger is to the the triangle button because you're going to be stationary you have to be stationary for it who cares if you have to hold a trigger um the quick attack is on x but if you hold l and you hit x it's the heavy attack with a hammer because again you probably have time you know throw it out there just saying i mean i don't hate the idea i'm gonna make a mod (laughs) that's <laughs> where I'm going with this. It fundamentally changes the game to allow this. I like that your mod also combines uh, the controllers of Xbox and PlayStation. I know. I opened with... Uh, triangle. Triangle, <laughs> like, right. Hmm. It's like, hmm. Really? I don't think so. Doesn't look good. Um, that all being said, though, Ori 1 didn't have combat, and I love the combat in this. We've talked about it. It's freaking great. Um, and again, it's... It, part of it is just how it feels like weighted wise. Yeah. And the other part is like the animation of it. Mm-hmm. Like there are times like where I've interacted with something in a game, like mm, it, it feels a little bit off or it doesn't feel committal for what the action is. But in this, like every jump you do, every hit you do mm, choice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's basically, they threw so much money <laughs> at this game and time. They had so many resources uh, after Blind Forest did well. Um, and they invested it wisely in this game. And uh, I mean, it's just it's just really good. That sounds like a conclusion. I don't believe we're there yet. We'll, we'll come back and I'll say the same thing later in the episode. <laughs> well, I mean, it is true, though. Like We have talked about a lot of game sequels where mm. it's hey, how do I build off the existing thing that people liked? How do I change it enough so it's different, but not change the core of it so people still recognize, oh, right. this is this thing that I like. And I think they really just made everything better. They made yeah. the combat not shit. They made it good and interesting. Mm-hmm. All of the visuals, mm, better. Mobility options, better and improved. Yeah. Yeah, they have the same options they just expanded on it they literally have like the same ability as the same controls the only thing that was probably a a step in like ambition was largely the um the combat the decision to like really have actual combat matter more Mm -hmm. because the enemies in this game are more much more similar and aggressive to like hollow knight enemies where they're actual obstacles to you by design combat almost wasn't a thing in Ori 1 and you could skip past almost all of the enemies you could just speed run through the areas avoiding them you're not really incentivized to do that in Will of the Wisps because as we establish Wisps want murder so (laughs) the Wisps call for blood they whisper (laughs) in Ori's ear are you going to let them get away for their sins (laughs) yeah it's there are a lot of enemies you could still get around but if you leave them, like you're going to get smacked in the ass by something. Mm-hmm. And also, every time you kill an enemy, you're still getting an in-game resource you can use to then upgrade stuff later on. Yeah, souls. 
Yeah. <laughs> Dark Souls. <laughs> yes. You kill pygmies over there? That's weird. <laughs> They're furtive. It's fine. <laughs> okay. All right. It's good. Um, yeah. It's health, energy, money. There's no reason to spare the weak. <laughs> you are the powerful. You are the Ori. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> the other week, we're talking about the Satanic Temple, and now we're talking about some wildly different views. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the game is called God of Ori. So it's right there. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So anyway, another character I like in Rivals of Aether is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it would be interesting, though, because uh, for anybody who doesn't know, there is a game, Rivals of Aether, which is a pixelized whatever the fuck genre Smash is in. It's not mm-hmm. a true fighter, but it's, I think, a platform it's a fighter. a brawler or something. Yeah, yeah platform fight, fighter. You're right. Ori is a character in that game, but it's Ori from Ori 1. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if they ever do anything for Ori 2. <laughs> they only have they have two buttons. It's jump and auto attack homing projectile. <laughs> <laughs> for, for the Ori 2 character, it's a pause. Choose which ability you want in this specific instant. And then <laughs> now you basically need like a Kazuya grab to get the pause like effect in uh, Smash. Wow. I'm, pa- yeah. I'm playing Kazuya tonight just because of that. <laughs> I'm just going to. It's accurate though. Fun. The game's just like, <laughs> you want to watch this? <laughs> but um, I do like the locales in Ori as well. Uh, the areas are very diverse. I, truth be told, I can't remember all of them from Ori One. I well, did remember some diversity fuck there. Ori One. Yeah. So in Ori Two, there's definitely the snow area, which we kind of alluded to. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about that? Uh, it was good. I did like that. Um, some one of the core design decisions across all of the areas is like adversity and then you reach like the shrine you get your upgrade and it's like by the way this is the fast pass to not having to deal with that nonsense you were dealing with um and i believe that the uh the frozen area the snowy area is the most extreme example of that the fast pass is so good it works in other areas <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> There's a lot of hard gating for platforming options and how you get around mm-hmm. because a lot of things are frozen over. <coughs> Fire mm-hmm. upgrade. Um, yeah. So it is cool to like see that one way, get the upgrade and then go back. Mm-hmm. But that was a really cool design. Um, as I mentioned, I don't really remember much of the water area. Yeah, it's not. I didn't particularly like it. This is one gripe I did have with the game. You brought up the water area. Beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Oh, of course. Of course. Loved it. The whole game. Um, but particularly the water area. Lush, verdant. Looks good. It's like at least 10 green mana. Um, but the problem I had was that it's full of water, which is like another 10 blue mana. Um, and I can't breathe in water. Unless I bought a super cheap upgrade that the game unlocked at some point that lets me breathe in water, and then it never told me about that upgrade. <laughs> so I literally I like looked up online. I was like, I can't make it through this area because of the suffocation. <laughs> um, it's like, oh yeah, don't go to this area until you can breathe underwater. I'm like, huh. I'll do that then. And then it's just like so cheap by comparison. I had so much money. I just didn't have that passive. So do you actually need that for a part? Like you're hard gated for if you can't actually breathe infinitely underwater. There's two abilities. I don't think it's strictly necessary. There's one long underwater section um, with no air bubbles or anything. Um, It was a combination of me lacking a water mobility option and that truth <laughs> that uh, screwed me over but i actually i found like a bug in the game that let me like make it through that section um without the water mobility uh unlock um i could like there's these crush plates i know exactly you, where you mean if you die to the crush plate it actually stays stuck in the position like in a neutral position in the middle and you can just swim above it and avoid it entirely so if you die three times or two times um, and then bait the last plate, you can just like swim past and you don't have to dash at all. Hmm. Um, caveat, 
you still need the mobility in the section right after that. <laughs> so I spent, I wasted a lot of time, basically. I do like how you're kind of going online, like, are there any other asthmatics out here? They're like, we're all using inhalers, my guy. Like, <laughs> right. Oh. Why is breathing hard? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree, though. Like, anytime you're underwater, in comparison, it's not the same type of movement and mobility that you you become accustomed to throughout the rest of the game because mm-hmm. you're now swimming and you have an air timer um it's not bad though it's like it's it's like everything else in the game it's very fluid no pun intended yeah it's so. it's a nice mix-up for sure but yeah i definitely found myself the most frustrated well there and the other area we're about to tar- talk about uh, which i had trouble seeing it the darkness Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what was that area? Oh, right. The darkness. Yeah. Um, Which is like all spikes and you have to be in light. Otherwise you die. So yeah. you have to follow certain things that provide light. Mm-hmm. Again, or it's a, move rapidly. Yeah. Like from light source to light source. It's cool in concept, but then if you're struggling with it, it, it kind of grates on you just a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then of course, like all other areas afterwards, you're like, Hey, uh, do you want to get back? No, I've unlocked everything. Do you want to fly? I'll call. I'll call you a plane. I know a guy. Right. Yeah. You want like superpowers or something? Sure. Here you go. Um, I actually do have this. This one I have a gripe with because the um, the issue I have with the darkness area is I want to test the bounds of whatever playable area I'm in, and by that I mean like if you drop me in the middle and there's a path to the left and there's a path to the right, I want to see if I can reach something on the left and mm-hmm. if I can reach something on the right and it's fairly arbitrary in some of these areas, like in the dark area, like I feel like I can make it to that light source. Oh, I was wrong. I died. I feel like I can make it this time. Okay. I know I was wrong. I died. I need to do something else. Um, and that trial error gameplay um, is not the most rewarding. <laughs> I would say. But sometimes it's just because I'm missing something simple and it kind of clicks once I get it. So I wouldn't count that as a full negative. No, but I mean, I still had trouble with certain tells throughout the game in general. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure exactly where to go at a given point because I missed one small thing. They're like, oh, I didn't realize that was a thing. Yeah. And then I think I looked up probably two things for this game where I'm like, all right. I'm missing something. What is it? And mm-hmm. they're like, IGN says like, you're dumb. I'm like, Oh, oh right. right. I was yep, dumb. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. I did the same. I, I had to look up at least one thing probably too. Well, it's I like, feel even, like, like at the, when you were fighting the one boss and it was doing mm-hmm. a phase change and you were going off to the left and dying, you went off to the right and died. I'm like, I think you can just wait in the middle. And then mm-hmm. you died. I'm like, Oh, and both of us didn't realize at the time it was the start of an escape sequence. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it d- definitely had some degree of tell where it's like, these areas are dangerous. You can't go here. Mm-hmm. But I thought like, Oh, if you wait, I'll go to another phase of the boss. No. Right. Uh, the health bar probably vanished. That was the tell we probably both should have been on the lookout for. But um, I think what's kind of funny is, uh, so a lot of games, Resident Evil, I think, is very um, known for this, is like make weak spots very obvious. Make them gro- glow yellow. Make them glow red. Hollow Knight does this by having the exposed infection, like areas the egg looking um, yellow. Um, and you're like, that's probably what I need to hit. Um, and this game doesn't really do that. It doesn't make boss weak points super obvious. Um, so because there's no like absence of like, I don't know if I'm arguing in favor of literal glowing red weak points on bosses. Cause it is so trite and cliche, but it reads a lot better and having the absence of something like that here is very noticeable for me at least. Yeah. Like any of the bosses that you face are actual, like full on big creatures compared to Ori but they're creatures, so they're not going to change their coloration to say, right. hit me in the dick type yeah, thing. Yeah, they like spray an X where yeah. they would be most vulnerable. 
because it would definitely take you out of the immersion and the design if you saw like oh the head is kind of glowing and highlighted a little bit right mm. but at the yeah. same time i saw you try and hit that spider's butt like 15 times and i like, know it's impossible it doesn't do anything trying to hit that booty but no it was the head hitbox but you had mm-hmm. to wait for it to be available to you because the character was moving around a lot right right mm-hmm. so but those are all those are all relatively minor gripes um I know you play significantly more platformers than I do. What are your impressions of Ori and Will-O-The-Wisps? I really liked it. So I will add to my story of I played it when it came out. I did. I played it for about 10 hours. And I was kind of exploring, having a good time. And at a point, I didn't really know where to go. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I looked it up, but my route was so vague and nebulous that mm. I wasn't sure which yeah. guide or YouTube video to follow. <laughs> I had that so, exact same problem. It's like text, go to the right, jump on this thing. And I'm like, where am I? <laughs> where are the other steps? How did you get here? Uh-huh. It's like somebody's giving you directions and they're at a separate Taco Bell. I'm like, what? Yeah. Um, like, I'm at the Pizza Hut. I'm at the Taco Bell. <laughs> like, but I'm at the combination <laughs> Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. <laughs> and still really loved it. But at that point in time, I kind of said, you know what? We'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. And it was probably like a good six months before I yeah. picked it up again. And I literally just Jeez. started fresh. And I said like, Hey, let's just do it again go through. And then if we get stuck, we'll look it up and keep moving through. Right. And then I beat 99% of the game. I didn't beat the final boss. Cause I got impatient at not being able to heal in midair. And, uh, <laughs> Whoa, Whoa. The reason that you didn't beat the final boss, I feel is so that we wouldn't accidentally spoil anything about like the final boss for the listeners. I was in the same boat. I was like, I refuse to beat this game. Well, yeah, I would just always jump in and it. be like, why can't I heal? <laughs> okay, that's it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> saved it. Um, but no, it is. It's a really good game. And if oh, yeah. you enjoyed Ori one, this is. I would You've pretty much say the ideal it. successor. <laughs> probably right <laughs> like if you played ori one and you didn't play this one like i'm glad we could tell you it came out i guess <laughs> thanks for following up the news guys yeah right also um i liked ori one's story better mm-hmm. but all the npcs and like cute little side characters they have mm, so endearing so nice yes i uh, i will say that this game has is significantly more alive from an npc perspective there's literally an area where it's like, and here's the residential district. It's like the equivalent of, you know, woodland creatures. Yeah. yeah. Um, and man, having a hub is just great. If you populate it with a bunch of like cute monkey creatures or something. Um, and also just hubs and games are great because you're like, oh, crap, where was that upgrade thing? Right. Let me go back to the one location where all of the upgrade things are. Um, and you might even remember that when it comes time to learn how to breathe underwater, but uh, I didn't. I don't think I'm ending on that. <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> I was debating making a comment like, "Put the uh, the Sonic drowning edit here." Yeah, it's a uh, terrifying those old Sonic drowning clips. Anyways. Um, yeah, it's very much live. A lot of really interesting NPCs. Um, the game is just straight up better in most ways. I agree on the story. I feel like the first, the story of the first was a little bit more concise, and it does more without telling you as much. This game does use text more because there's just more voice characters. Um, but I don't consider it bad necessarily either because oh, no. there's still plenty of, you know storytelling like kinetic storytelling through just action and um in particular ori one ori two like if there's a cut scene like action you can tell how characters feel based off of their physical demeanor right like ori's ears will go down when she's sad i think she is ori (laughs) boy or girl uh often misconception gender any okay um (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how to use a pronoun for that. I mean, um, Ori was essentially a ball of light from a tree, so... Yeah, it's true. Um, but, uh, yeah, ears go down, 
and it like is visibly sad. You don't have to have someone tell you that, and the game relies on being able to recognize, like, oh yeah, during this particular scene, that that person's probably bothered or angry or sad. I will say it's still the story's still good. Mm-hmm. It just it didn't catch me in the same way, right? But like, I do like the antagonist design so much. Yeah. This game has a lot of things with like giant scary birds. The series, I should say. Giant scary birds. That's it. <laughs> I guess it's fair. Giant birds are scary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even a fan of most normal sized birds. <laughs> yeah. But I agree. It's quite good. I don't even know what the overall critical scores are, but going to go out on a limb and say they're good also. I would personally probably pick it up on sale because I don't really play platformers that much. If you're a platform aficionado, you probably already played it. But uh, maybe even pick it up before it's on sale if you really, really want to play something. Um, Otherwise, it's really freaking good. I would put it up there with um, uh, the top five platformers that I would actually play. The top five platformers that you have played? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've probably played at least six I think over the years I think there's got to be a Mario in there Hollow Knight's like not only on, on the number one spot but like poured cement all over the number one spot so Hollow Knight can't move from yeah, that spot it's, um, it's really hard to beat that from various aspects Anytime I'm thinking like maybe this one thing could be slightly better than Hollow Knight. I remember like rocketing across the lake. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, right. Never mind. <laughs> no other game is going to make me feel like Hollow Knight felt as far mm-hmm. as finishing like uh, a certain palace area type mm-hmm. thing with the music. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Um, but also like Ori had some really good feels for me. Yeah. Still highly recommend. Yeah, if you like, uh, if you're interested in this episode, if you really like Ori, go back, listen to our first one. And then the suggested, I'm going to pretend that I'm Google Analytics for a second. Um, if you like the tone and feel of the atmosphere that Ori has and you want to see it in another game, check out our Faria episode, which is a, a card game. It's on Steam. Music in that one, very similar to my ear, at least. Um, and also freaking good. That's it. That's the suggested please, analytics. Please that. that means that the episode's done. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you guys do have suggestions for other platformers that you would personally recommend or any game whatsoever, you can feel free to feel free to send those in to soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. Or you could join the discussion on Facebook, uh, always a lively place, at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night.